Hello, mortgage fans. So we're back for another mortgage update. Um, and this time I have the lovely Molly with me, who's our guest. How are you doing, Molly? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Thank you. Um, so the reason why I brought uh, Molly in today, she is our protection specialist. Um, so some of our clients would have dealt with her already. And I thought it'd be really, really worthwhile just to introduce her and what she does in a bit more detail. So um, we'll probably dive straight into this, Molly, I suggest, with probably the number one question you get asked on a day to day basis, which is why do clients even need protection in the first place? <laughs> everybody needs protection um, but no on a serious note so clients need protection um, to make financial provisions for themselves uh, and their family you know in a time of need so for example if they were to pass away suffer a critical illness or or have a severe injury that could prevent them from working because the last thing that you want in a time of need is to have to worry about money how am I going to pay my mortgage how am I going to pay my bills childcare, etc no, absolutely. I think it with the protection side of things, it's always funny because weirdly, everyone thinks mortgages is some fluffy, lovely, warm thing. You're like, oh, I've got mortgage, everyone's really happy. But actually, what you've got is a lifetime of debt. <laughs> That's yeah. all the reality. And from our side, I mean, we I, I've always I go quite strong on this. I think we have a moral obligation to talk to people about this because yes, we do a fantastic job on the mortgage, but what if something yeah. goes wrong down the line? You know, the, the clients we deal with, you you all know, you know, we talk to them day in, day out, generally very intelligent, successful people. So we're not yeah. teaching people to suck eggs or we're not patronising people. There just has to be a bit of a what if conversation. And yeah. the way I've always thought of it, we can't stop the bad thing happening. But what we can do is we can remove the financial stress that goes alongside that. And I think, you know, I've done this a lot of, in, in the time of our business and I've been doing this job 20 odd years now. I have seen it happen. And I've also seen the flip side where, Clients come in, it does I get a bit emotional. Sorry, I'm getting yeah. carried away. But but when they come in, very emotional because a partner's died, someone's had cancer, but we're the only person that gave them good news in that period. So yeah. it's just so important it does happen. That's that's sort of the thing, really. So sorry, I've stolen your thunder there, Molly, but I, I get a bit emotional. So to shut yeah. me up, why don't you talk over the main things you do day to day? So we said every client needs protection, I agree. So what is that? You know, for, for what people, what sort of things do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? So typically when a client comes over to me, it will be because they have purchased, remortgaged or really just want to have a, a general review of any protection policies that they have in place. Um, so that would consist of us having a meeting, could be on the phone, on Teams, whichever you would prefer, um, and just really going through and establishing what cover do you have, if any, and what cover do you need, and then identifying the kind of gap in between. Um, and then obviously me giving my recommendation, you know, to suit your needs and 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 get the outcome that, that you need. OK, cool. And then so the outcome of that, then, there's going to be sort of specific policies that you put in place or types of cover. So what are the main types of cover that you put in place for clients? So the first is life cover. Now that pays out in the event of death or diagnosis of a terminal illness. And you can have it to pay out in line with your mortgage or a different sum, obviously dependent on what your specific needs are. Um, the second is critical illness cover. Now that pays out a lump sum also, um, but upon diagnosis of a critical illness. Now each provider has about 30 different conditions that it covers as such. Um, and some of them offer an enhanced product with additional conditions that it covers and which would also allow for an additional payout as such. And another really good thing about critical illness cover is you can have it to cover your children also. 
So again, if that's applicable, that's something that you know I would always suggest. Then you have income protection, which works slightly differently. Um, it pays you a monthly benefit if you are unable to work due to illness or injury. So that could be, say, maybe a, a minor injury. So if you had a, an office-based role, for example, when you broke both of your hands and they were in cast for three months, for example, meaning you couldn't pick up the phone, you couldn't type, you can't do your job, the income protection would then kick in and pay out. And also as well, if you was to have a more serious illness, you know, cancer, for example, um, and needed to take, you know, a long time off work, this would also pay out. You then have what's called family income benefit. Now that pays an annual uh, income to your family upon death or diagnosis of a critical illness, whichever you opt for it to cover. Um, so again, if that's you know suited to your needs, which we would establish during the first call, then that would potentially be something that I would recommend. Absolutely, no, perfect definitions there, Molly. But that makes perfect sense. I mean, just to circle back on a couple. I mean, life cover is fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, you know, but it is what it is. That's what it says on the yeah. tin sort of thing. Yeah. And it is funny. This is this is why I find this this topic so fascinating. I was actually thinking about this earlier on my morning run because I'm this geeky. But the, the, when you get into people's psychology, I always find it fascinating because there's two certainties in life: death yeah. and taxes. Like 100, yeah. <laughs> percent everyone's going to die. I hate to bring it to this level, but you are. You just don't know when. But then yeah. some people don't want life cover. I always find that really, yeah. the probability is quite low. I'm not sure if you've seen any stats. I appreciate the probability is fairly low, but the impact's very high. This is where yeah. you're going to like your limbic system and what it does. So it's that sort of thing. But I always found that quite fascinating. People are resistant to it. But yeah. it's sort of strange. Yeah, they, they definitely are. And I mean, when I, you know, discussed the st statistics with anybody, they always go, wow, I didn't know. Like, for example, you're four times more likely to be diagnosed with a critical illness during your working life than you are to die as such. Mm. And strokes are the biggest cause of disability in the UK. Mm. But I think until you kind of have facts, numbers or scenarios in front of someone, sometimes they're not always as open to really receiving it because it, it is a morbid topic. But that's also why we need to talk about it, just to make sure that you are covered in any eventuality. Absolutely. And that, that goes into the critical illness point, which you sort of briefly touched on there. I think that within critical illnesses, they call it the big four, don't they? Sort of heart attack, yeah. cancer, stroke and multiple sclerosis make up, depends on the insurer, but between 80 and 85 yeah. percent of all claims just on those four yeah. things. I know they cover many more, but that's mm. sort of the bulk of it. And cancer alone, I think, you know, one thing I was looking at is stand up to cancer is quite a good yeah. reference point. And in between every little thing is always one in two people will yeah. get cancer before they die. So, again, it's... Yeah unbelievable probabilities now the good thing and I've I got my full geek on with uh, critical illness if you look at other parts of the website I looked at the whole history of it it's really interesting the, the the guy he came up with there was actually a heart surgeon um, and his brother com um, conducted the first ever heart transplant South African brothers and what was interesting he found that he was actually getting clients to or patients sorry to live through the um, trauma they went through but then he saw firsthand the financial impact it had and what a negative impact. And he actually designed critical illness cover for people who suffered these events to make sure they're financially looked after. So it's interesting that this came from the medical profession, not yeah. an insurer, not a, an advisor. It was a, a doctor who came up yeah. with that, which I thought was really fascinating. No, it definitely is. And another thing to note as well, so just touching on, on that topic, is a lot of the providers also offer sort of member benefits as such, whereby they offer, you know, help with rehabilitation mm. and counselling services and stuff like that to kind of help you get back up on your feet or, you know, help your family if, you know, one of these bad things were to happen. 
Oh, absolutely. And that's a huge thing. I know a lot of providers, I saw something with Direct Life, um, sorry, Direct Line on the radio recently, actually, because that's provided by AIG, in case anyone's wondering. Mm. And they were talking about exactly those things, about the extra benefits, like the rehabilitation, yeah. the mental health support, all these extra bits and pieces, which is completely yeah. aside from what you're actually covering, but these extra benefits as well, which then yeah. sort of the last main one really is the income uh, protection, which you touched on, which I think certainly for our client base, I think the, the, the example I always give is Michael Schumacher. And sorry to, again, bring mm. <laughs> the tone down but he had a skiing accident everyone knows the story yeah. so i'm not going to labor that point but that would have been covered under an income protection benefit because mm. it's not necessarily for sick people it's the, many yeah. people that see themselves as sickly as say our clients are successful mm. they're very they're supermen nothing's ever yeah. bad going to happen <laughs> but you know i play rugby i bought i was boxing last night funnily enough and you know i sort of think oh, it wouldn't take much yeah. <laughs> you know just for something to go a bit sideways and then you're in a, a bad place but that's why mm. that's and it, it yeah. covers, I mean, the, the technical term, I believe it covers musculoskeletal disorders, which is the only type of cover it does. So that's major incidents, traumas, mental health as well, if you are signed off through stress uh, yeah. or depression or anything at all. So that's the only type of cover that, that covers those things. So sometimes they do slightly overlap, but they do yeah. a different primary role. And that's why I think you yeah. described brilliantly at the start that we have a rounded recommendation. So that's that's mm. a good place to start. And, and that takes me beautifully to my my next point. So a lot of people, particularly in big companies, have really good benefits now. And they mm. might say to you, well, Molly, I've got stuff through work. Why bother? What mm. would you say to that? I would say, firstly, let's actually have a look at what your employer does offer, um, again, against what you actually need. And, you know, people do change jobs. You never know what could happen in the future, you know, and there's no guarantee that if you do get a new job, that your new employer will provide you with the same benefits or anything along those lines. So it's always worth, I would say, you know, still having a, at least having a look into, you know, the options that are available and if, you know, they're going to be worth it for you. Because as well, it's worth noting, let's say, for example, you do stay in a job for, say, five to ten years. You don't know health wise what could happen in that five to 10 years. And also you're going to be a bit older. So it's going to be more expensive when you try and get it later down the line. So I would say let's take a view on it. Always have a look into it first and, and, and we can see what's going to work out best. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, again, the role of any good financial advisor is to simply give someone the information to make an informed decision. That's yeah. what we do with the mortgages. That's what we do with the protection. So the mortgage bit is done at this stage. Yeah. Then you yeah. can say to a client, OK, look, brilliant, you get X, Y, and Z benefit. Mm. But your gaps are maybe if yeah. it's four times income, uh, mm. four, four times death benefit you get based on your income, but your mortgage might be five or five and a half times your income. And that, and that's including your bonus, whereas your work yeah. benefit doesn't. You know, yeah. you might find that the cover is quite basic, you know, and it covers sort of more core things. So, yeah, it, it's a lovely thing that employers are looking after their staff more. It's really awesome. And yeah. in some cases, there is no need. I've dealt with clients over the years where I say, actually, do you know what? You're cool. Like, no problem. Mm. Crack on with that. But uh, I would say seven to eight times out of 10, there's yeah. at least one need there. So I think it's worth having that conversation. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. And having the conversation, it doesn't hurt. And you would leave the conversation that we would have knowing more than you did before, hopefully anyway. So it's always <laughs> worth having anyway. <laughs> yeah, at the very minimum, peace of mind, which is yeah. valuable in this world. Um, and this takes me to my very last question, actually, Molly. So if someone's got existing cover, they say, look, no, look, thank you, Molly. I've got something in place. No need to have a chat to you. Uh, again, what would your response be to that? I would say... OK, no problem, but I'm more than happy to have a look at the policies you've got currently just to make sure they cover what you actually need. So if it is a mortgage that you've got, make sure that it's actually in line with your mortgage or, you know, what, whatever the actual need is. Um, and if the cover 
you know, is sufficient, that's absolutely fine. And I would always offer an annual review anyway, just to say, look, I'll check in with you once a year just to make sure it still, you know, suits your needs. And if it doesn't and we realise, oh, the cover you've got isn't quite right, then we can have a look at what, what we need to do there to make it right. And that might be just topping up your existing plan or doing a new plan altogether. Absolutely. I think, yeah, and again, there's sort of two things that pop to mind while you're talking then is one is that you may have got cover when, for example, is a while back, if you've mm -hmm. moved, maybe you've increased the mortgage, not increased the cover. Maybe yeah. you've had children, we'd have children before. And, yeah. and so the last one is also, this is a funny thing with the insurance industry, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this another day, is mm -hmm. that it's moved on a lot in the last five, 10 years. And lots mm -hmm. of, you mentioned at the outset, all the additional benefits that you get. But yeah. what happens is insurers don't backdate those benefits. So you might have had a policy with a provider many years ago that doesn't have all this really good stuff you can have today. Mm -hmm. So even bringing the policy up to date might bring all sorts of benefits you simply don't have today. So yeah, as you yeah. said, it's worth that review. But they're the things that will pop to mind. It's, yeah, and again, it's all about making informed decisions. Say, great, yeah. you've got X, you need Y, what do you want to do? You're an adult. But yeah. you know, hopefully the strength of that conversation normally gets people to where they want to get to because again, you know, this is my business. I'm very passionate about it. I want to make sure people are at least in a better position after we've dealt with them than before. And that's yeah. why this is just so important. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, on that positive note to end on, because what we do want to do, you know, if, like I said, I'm going to repeat the points. It's worth repeating. We can't stop bad things happening, but what we can do is stop you being in financial problems. That's, yeah. And I think that we really, really do have a, an absolute duty of care to, to look after our clients in that way. So um, if that's of interest, if you have dealt with Molly, great. If you haven't, her details on the website and she'd love to chat to you. So until next time, thanks for your time, Molly, and we'll speak soon. See you later.